Good afternoon and welcome to Revitalise 2020. Revitalise 2020 is sponsored by teachingmoms.com and it is daily encouragement for modern Christian women. I'm your daily devotional companion. I'm your sister. I am your friend. I am your host. This is Lulu Lincoln. Now it's been a while, so there have been lots of um, challenges over the past few days and what I'm trying to avoid is burnout and so I've been seeking the Lord each day and asking him to show me how to um, to manage my time, to manage my resources, to manage my ministry, business, my family, my commit- commitments at my at my church and it's it's been challenging, it's been really 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 difficult but I'm back and as always I'll remind you what I believe in what I stand for. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died and rose again on the third day. I believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. I believe in the power of speaking in tongues. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is Lord. Now, if you're not already born again, I'm going to lead you through the prayer of salvation, also known as the sinner's prayer. I will say a line and you say a line after me. Father, you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son to die for our sins so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Your word says we are saved by grace through faith as a gift from you. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. I believe and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is your son, the saviour of the world. I believe he died on the cross for me and bore all of my sins, paying the price for them. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive today. I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins and I ask you to forgive me. By faith, I receive Jesus Christ now as my Lord and Saviour. I believe that I am saved and will spend eternity with you. Thank you, Father. I am so grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to the family, sweetheart. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, you are without a doubt, certainly without any confusion, a member of the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are accepted in the beloved and you will now live forever. You are saved. Now, I'd encourage you to join your local church, get involved with whatever they're doing in the community serving the homeless, maybe they run a nursery, you can help in the Sunday school, join the worship team. You need a Bible-believing church filled with the Holy Spirit that will draw you ever closer to the Lord. My family and I worship at Maranatha Ministries. We're based in um, Clapham Common, which is South London, SW40DE. So if you're in London or you're in the UK and you'd like to join Maranatha Ministries for worship, um, on a Sunday morning from 10.30, Tuesday evening at 7.30, and then again on a Friday night at 7.30.
the senior past senior and founding pastors of Maranatha Ministries are Dr. Reverend Friedrich Meir and Mrs. Constance Meir. You'd be more than welcome to join us every week for as long as you are available. Now, back to business. So, um, lots of you will have seen the YouTube videos I did last week. I've had phenomenal feedback and I do have a few updates. But what I'll do is we're going to um, get into the word first and I will I will share with you some of the um, resources that are available and what I've been up to in these past few days where I've been completely um, silent and practically went ghost. <laughs> okay, so today's topic is about temptation. Now, this is a big one. And as I'm, I'm developing in this, in this new role, which I, which I absolutely love, I feel like I'm rushing through scriptures because of time constraints and I don't want to do that. So what I'm going to be doing from now on is every topic we cover, I'll divide it into two parts. So we'll have the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, it won't always be equally balanced, but at least there will be um, respect and awe and um, sufficient coverage of what I feel the Lord is putting on my heart to share with you on that particular day. Um, so we're looking at temptation, part one today, and then part two tomorrow. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your your timing and your wisdom. And Father, I love your word. Holy Spirit, would you lead me in all truthfulness? Would you lead me in um, promoting the gospel would you lead me in setting your daughters free? You are the king of glory. And if you are not being worshipped as I speak, then silence me, Father. But if your name is being lifted up and your name is being praised and glorified, multiply me that I may do more of your work in this life. You're wonderful. You're my everything. We bless your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll give you the scriptures first. So today's scriptures, all Old Testament, Psalm 46, verse 1. I hope you have your pen and your notebook and your Bible, your everyday life Bible, commentary by Joyce Meyer. Psalm 46, verse 1. Psalm 138, verse 3. Psalm 143, verse 10. Proverbs, Proverbs 1, um, verse 10 and 15. And then the last scripture of the day and in the New Testament for today will be Proverbs 4, verse 14 and 15. Okay, and part two will be tomorrow and I'll give you those scriptures tomorrow. Okay, as always, I'll remind you that I'm not the final authority on, on scripture. I am inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is inspired by the the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, by God himself. He breathed into mankind that mankind would write and that we would follow and be encouraged, um, admonished, advised, warned and become more like him. So I would encourage you to read these scriptures on your own. In your own time outside of this time we have together 
And I would also encourage you to um, pray for enlightenment, that the Lord would reveal himself to you in his um, glory and his perfection, that you would grow in the wisdom and the knowledge of our great Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, Psalm 46. So we're looking at temptation. Temptation. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable to temptation, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Let's, let, let me read that again. God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable, to temptation so he cannot be tempted a very present and well proved help in trouble so god is able to in a time of temptation he himself cannot be tempted because he's perfect so the mistake that people often make is they talk about jesus as a figure in history and he is indeed a figure in history but he's also god and so in being fully man and fully god fully god he experienced hunger tiredness sadness and loneliness but he did not sin he knew no sin and he was completely without sin making him the perfect perfect representation and sacrifice for mankind before god if he had sinned we we would not be able to have him as a savior because he'd be unworthy in order for jesus christ to be our savior he he was required to be perfect because in the old testament when sacrifices were made you were not permitted to present sacrifices with blemish. It was the best of the fold of the flock without blemish, pure and spotless lamb. That is what Jesus Christ is referred to as. So because God cannot be um, tempted, he's impenetrable to temptation, he's able to help us. Now, being tempted is not the sin. The sin is following through and giving in to the temptation. So I'll give you an example those of you that know me know that I um I, I don't I don't drink alcohol and there there are lots of reasons for that. It gives me a headache. I don't I don't enjoy the smell. But I can't then cast judgment on somebody else who decides to drink alcohol. And I may not necessarily be tempted to drink alcohol because I'm not interested in it. However, however, I am a big food junkie. <laughs> So, for example, I have, um, I've given up meat and most um, dairy products. So the temptation for me to eat um, meat, meat-based products or um, go for things that I really, really enjoy that I know are not good for my body, that would be a temptation to me because it's something I truly desire, but have decided to abstain from or refrain from. So that's what temptation is. Now, I'm not, I'm not sinning by... Um, being tempted in an area of my desire but if I follow through and I know that it's no good for me and I know I'm not supposed to do it then I'm going to be held accountable for my actions but I'm not God so I can't judge your actions and the intentions of your heart because the Bible says that you know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks but he also says that man looks on the outward appearance and God looks at the heart so my heart could be in the right place, but if I keep giving into my temptation, what I'm really doing is disobeying God. But what David is saying here, what these psalmists are saying here, this is actually written by the sons of Korah. But what these psalmists are saying here is that 
God is proven to be able to help you in your times of trouble. So if you are faced with temptation, of course there's grace, of course there's forgiveness, but the Lord himself will provide strength for you that you would find a way to escape. The Bible says there is no temptation that God is unable to help you to find a way to escape from. There are no new temptations. The temptation of sexual sin, stealing, murder, hatred, bitterness, gossip, every sin you can think of, there are no new sins being invented. That's why the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but the Lord himself will provide a way out if you call on him to allow you to escape that temptation, whatever your vice or your weakness may be. Amen? Okay, let's keep going. Psalm 138, verse 3. Psalm 138, verse 3. In the day when I called, you answered me, and you strengthened me with strength, might, and inflexibility to temptation in my inner self. Yeah. So it says here, in the day when I called, we have to call on the Lord. We have to take responsibility and confess our weaknesses to our Father. And it says, when I called, you answered me and you strengthened me. The Lord himself will strengthen you with his might and make you inflexible to temptation. Now, I know men and women of faith that are so... um. I like the word inflexible, are so inflexible to temptation that you could offer them any amount of money to do anything and they would say no. And it's not because they don't need the money. It's just because they purposed on the inside, what does it say here, on their inner selves that they would not succumb to that type of temptation. In the same way, there are married men and women, no matter what the circumstance of their home is, they have decided... um, on the inside, many years a month before the temptation arises, that they would not bow to the temptation of adultery. There are people who were maybe heavy drinkers as teenagers or young adults, became born again, gave up alcohol and decided that no matter how low they were feeling, that they would not succumb and give in to the temptation of ensnaring themselves into drinking alcohol in the way they once did. Temptation destroys marriages, it destroys companies, it destroys families. One temptation can lead to the birth of several children outside of marriage. And I'm saying this as somebody who lived in sin for a very, 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 very long time. And I can understand how sin can completely destroy your life. So I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I will encourage you in how you can... um, overcome temptation now if you think of um building a muscle i'm thinking of sit-ups if you if you did 19 they would really hurt Uh, but then if you push through to 30 on about number 22 it would just stop hurting because you'd be used to it now if you did that every day for a year and then in the second year somebody said to you oh please do 48 sit-ups it would be easy for you if you had not been working that muscle every day for a year, it would be very, very hard. In the same way, if you begin to pray now against some of the temptations that come your way. So for me, for example, because I, um, like I said, I've got 
um, terrible, terrible allergies, and I've developed some kind of aversion to to meat. So I still eat fish, um, but I don't eat um, red meat or um, chicken or anything like that. But I know that if I'm going somewhere where I have not cooked or prepared the food, I don't expect people to cater to my ever ever evolving diet. But I will pray and I'll say, Father, you know that I'm trying to remain meat free for as long as I can. Would you help me, um, please, when I get there, so that I know what to eat and I, and I don't I don't really like to offend people. And if somebody's cooked food or dinner for you, it'd be such a shame to say to them, Look, I just I can't eat that because in some cultures it's just so disrespectful. So if people do ask me in advance, is there anything you don't eat? Then I do tell them. And if they don't ask me, when I go there and food is being served, I'll just say to them, for example, especially if it's um, Ghanaian relatives or friends or um, anybody that I know still eats me, I'll say, I don't, I don't eat me. I'll just have the rice or the noodles. But I've prepared myself. Now, I don't always get it right, um, but I'm just giving you an example of how you can prepare ahead of time before the temptations are. And in order for you to prepare for your temptations, you have to know what they are. Know thyself, woman. Know thyself. What are your weaknesses? For example, if you're somebody that suffers terribly from loneliness, my advice would be, you know, um, if you live alone, don't have visitors of the opposite sex in your house overnight. It's too hard. It's too hard. Know yourself. How lovely and valuable you are in the sight of the Lord. And what giving into temptation does is it cheapens us. And we were bought at a very, very high price. But it says here that if we call on the Lord, when we call on the Lord, he will strengthen us. He will um, make us inflexible to temptation on the inside. And if you're inflexible to temptation, and as I said, I'm still, I'm still working on this. I'm still working on this and I ask God for strength daily to, to contend with the things that I struggle with each day. Um, for him, for 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 God to give me um strength to overcome temptation as often as as it presents itself, and it's possible. Use the word of God. Surround yourselves with people that love you who will hold you accountable. Pray, and the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truthfulness and show you how to overcome those temptations that you have in your life. Psalm one hundred and forty-three, verse ten. Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me into a level country and into the land of uprightness. Yeah. So this is David talking now. And um, he's crying out to the Lord about the things the enemy has done to him and how sad he feels by... Um, the persecution he's experienced. But what he's also saying, apart from, oh, woe is me, my life is so hard, he's saying, teach me to do your will, Lord, for you're my God. Let your good spirit lead me to a level country. Like a level country is a place of peace. Peace and freedom. If the ground in your life is level, you can walk evenly, without hindrance, without burden, without um, being enslaved into the land of uprightness but are you teachable will you be led of the lord will you turn 
Will I turn? Will I change from my ways in order to follow the leading of the Lord and walk in the level country in the land of uprightness? Uprightness is righteousness. The Lord desires for us to live in righteousness. Now, righteousness has been given to us as a gift, but we have to exercise that gift by using it and walking in it. And if we make good choices daily, I can guarantee you that even when the temptations come, it will just get easier and easier to say to say no. Because you would have built up your resilience and your reserve to do the right thing over and over again. Amen. Let's head over to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter one. Verse. Proverbs chapter one. Verse 10. And verse 15, verse 10 says, my son, if sinners entice you, (laughs) do not consent. Verse 15, my son or my daughter, do not walk in the way with them. Restrain your foot from their paths. Now, I think that's probably clearer than the light of day. I have had people in my life and I take full responsibility because they're friends that I made that, um, led me away from the land of uprightness and closer and deeper into sin. And what, what, that, what that did was it, it ruined my relationship with God. I had to take responsibility because no one can make me do anything. I'm an adult. So I chose to involve and embroil myself in, in sin and in, in, in lawless living. But the fruit of that was total death. I died on the inside. And even though God loved me all the way through those those dark years, his voice became very, very quiet. Not because he left me, but because I was walking in the opposite direction from him. And sometimes we think we hear the Lord, but his voice has become so quiet because of the sin in our lives. So we have to be so careful that we do not, that we do not get enticed by um, people who want to live in sin and people who just don't want to repent and people who know that they're wrong but they continue to stay strong in their in their wrong beliefs and wrong behavior we will have to pay the price for the sin that we commit and it's very important that if you are tempted or you're weak in an area there's no point in pairing up with someone who has the same vice or weakness. Let me tell you why. Because if you fall, they cannot help you. Now, the Bible says two are better than one because if one falls, the other is there to pick them up. But a person can't pick you up if they've fallen into the same pit as you. You're both in the pit. You need somebody who has got um, a different weakness to you so that iron can sharpen iron. So, for example, if you are trying to give up um, heavy drinking but you have a friend who is trying to give up smoking, maybe you go out together and she will keep an eye on you on what you're drinking and you will keep an eye on if they're popping out every 10 minutes to smoke. Can you see the difference? You don't have the same weakness, therefore you're able to strengthen each other. But if you're both trying to give up alcohol and one says it's just one, how can the other person help you? And I'm saying this from experience. I have, and I know people who have the same weaknesses as me, and we haven't been able to stay friends because we have not been able to strengthen each other in our time of need. We haven't been able to, which is unfortunate and so sad that I've lost so many relationships and friendships because of sin, 
But when it came down to it, it was either them or God. And I wanted God. And I wanted them to move on in God. And I knew that I was a hindrance to their walk. And sometimes you have to own up. And if you are a hindrance to somebody's walk, just repent and be the kind of friend that you would like to have. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 4, verse 14 and 15. So this is the last scripture for today. And tomorrow will be in the New Testament. So we're looking at Proverbs 4, verse 14 and 15. Enter not into the path of the wicked and do and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn from it and pass on. The word is perfect. Avoid sin and avoid temptation. It's it's so hard. And whilst I'm looking at managing my diary um, with my business and, and other commitments that I have... I have got to plan in avoiding temptation. One very good example is meal planning. So I know what I can't eat or what I've decided not to eat. So I try to plan my meals in advance. So I know that I'm going to cook salmon for lunch. um, And then I might make, you know, I might do a roast for my family. Or I'm going to have um, noodles and then I'll do something else for my, you know, for my loved ones at home. I have to meal plan because if I don't, I'll just end up eating garbage. Okay, so that's how I plan to avoid temptation. And there are lots of other ways. Maybe you have a friend who will check in with you in the evening to see how you're getting on. Um, If you've told them that you find it difficult not to drink in the evening because maybe you're lonely at night. You know, there are people around you that love you who will provide accountability for you as long as you want to be free. If you really want to be free, take these steps to... To help you because the Lord loves you. And even if you continue to sin, let me tell you something. Even if you continue to sin and you say, you know what, I don't care. I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. The Lord will still love you. But the blessings that come from obedience are going to completely destroy and trump the satisfaction of sin and living for yourself. That that's the that's the truth. Now, you know me. <laughs> And you know the life I've lived. And I've lived both ways. I've lived in darkness and I've lived in the light. And let me tell you something. My my hardest day in the light was better than my best day living in darkness. I'm done. Father... You are our very present help in our time of need. Now, I don't know. I don't know how we will get through those hard things, but I do know that you will be with us no matter what. And what I ask you for, as David asked you for, is that you would teach us to do your will, that we would um, we would dwell in that... Oh, Oh, what was the word? Karaya. Um, level country, hallelujah. And walk in the land of uprightness. May it be said of us that we did not give in to temptation, that we are women of integrity, that we are people of truth and valor and um, of good reputation. May we, for those of us that are married, remain happily married, free from adulterous affairs and 
um, sexual sin that entangles and destroys the destroy the home. If there's anybody listening, Father God, that is bound by alcoholism, Father, set them free from that. Anybody ensnared in sexual sin or or gambling debt or drug addiction, anything that ensnares the soul, Father God, that has been um, her. Anything that has ensnared the souls of people listening today, where they have given into temptation time in and time out the way I once did, would you set us all free now in the name of Jesus? We are free indeed. You said the truth shall make you free. And we have the we have the truth of all truth here before us. And you are our peace. And you love us, Father, and you are ah, how you love us. How you love us, Father. You love us, Lord. 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 Lord, you love us so much and you want our eyes to be open that we would be set free now. And there is no sin in hell that is capable of separating mankind from your love so far as we are willing to accept, Father, what you did for us on the cross. And even if we don't accept it, it is still true. That Jesus Christ still saves. There is nobody like you. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will lead us. That you will lead us into all truthfulness. And my sisters are set free today. And their husbands. And those who are single, their husbands-to-be. And their children, their children's children. And every generation after today will be born again. Because of the life of God in the woman listening now. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Girls, that's the end of today's episode. We've been looking at temptation. This is Revitalized 2020. I am your sister. I am your friend. I am your next step coach. I am your host, Lulu Lincoln. And this podcast has been brought to you by teachingmums.com. I love you. Bye-bye.